Well, last week I was in Kansas City with uh, George Weigand uh, representing our leadership team at this conference which is called the Amazing Parish Conference. Amazing Parish Conference. Kansas City, it's the first time I've been to Kansas City. I love this city because they have my initials. <laughs> I took a lot of pictures behind the K Kansas City Royals <laughs> with a KC behind me. I said, I'm going to print a lot of t-shirts with this. <laughs> and they have good, uh, good stakes too. Oh boy. They're famous for that, huh? Yeah, beauty. So we had a good time. But this conference, we had our first speaker for the John Ricardo from Detroit. And he presented a wonderful presentation on the first night. And he related about what is happening in our world today and what is happening in the church. And it's the challenge that we are all faced with today. And as he says, the world is crying. The world today is crying. When we look at what is happening in our world, suicide is the biggest number of deaths happening in our society today. With opioid addictions, deaths right after it. COVID-19, has shut down the whole world. In Fiji, they're still on lockdown. There's still no church in Fiji right now. So the world is crying. Look at this, what is happening in our world today. Violence, war, famine, refugees, the problem with refugees all over the world, the world is crying. Not only the world is crying, but the church is crying too. Our church is crying. Just this last week, we got another email from the bishop from the diocese that one of our own bishops has passed away, but it's been found that he was also involved with the sex abuse. The disunity between the Pope and the cardinals and the bishops, the bishops with the priests is causing so much division in the church the church in Germany are going to separate themselves from away from the Catholic Church. Our church is crying. 
this is the reality of what is, we have been faced with. But the thing is, you and I are alive today, not by chance, not by chance. God has a purpose for you and I in this time, in this era. The readings of today we find Ezekiel being called during his own time when he was alive to be the first prophet to bring hope to a world, to the chosen people, to a church that is under destruction. They are in exile in Babylon. And Ezekiel, living that day, is called today to be the prophet, to bring hope to God's people to begin this work of redemption, renovating, rebuilding the people of God. Saint Paul in today's second reading, he is writing his second letter to the people of Corinth. So they are not getting the message. The people of Corinth are, wow, it's sin city. It's like Las Vegas. And they don't get it. And he's feeling burnt out. He's feeling that there's a thorn in the flesh for me. I, I am trying to get it out. And he's praying to God and the message that God told, told him, my grace is enough for you. My grace is enough for you. And for you and I, when we look at our world, when we look at what is happening in our church, we may feel like Ezekiel. We may feel like St. Paul. Wow, me, I'm just a nobody. I'm just an ordinary person. But you are not alive by chance today. God has a purpose in your life. He is calling you to be the Ezekiel of today. He is calling you to be the Saint Paul of today. He is calling you and I to be the person that will begin this work of rebuilding. This work of making our church, our parish, an amazing parish. And how can we do that? There are three cultures that we need to cultivate in our church, in us. The culture of unceasing prayer, the culture of teamwork, and the culture of active discipleship. That we are called to be people of prayer, unceasing prayer, from morning to night, 24 hours, to continuously be in prayer, whether as an individual, as a family, 
or as a community of faith. We need to be people of prayer. Prayer needs to be part of our life. 24 hours. Unceasing prayer. Because Satan is alive. Satan is the one who is challenging Ezekiel. He's challenging St. Paul. And he will continue to challenge any disciple, any follower of Jesus Christ. That is why we need to use this weapon against Satan. Prayer. Teamwork. Working together. We need each one of you to stand up, to fight for your faith, to speak for your faith, to live the truth, to be a witness to the truth, not only by word, but by your life. Working together with one another. We need volunteers. We need people to sign up. We need a lot, there's a lot of work in our church. And we need you to be part of this. And active discipleship is all about just loving one another, being friends with each other, welcoming everyone into our homes, into our life, into our church. Being an active disciple of Jesus. And this is the challenge for you and I today. Call to be prophets. Lucy, she has been called, anointed today to be a prophet, to be a king. Jesus claims her for himself. This is what is happening, what happened to us on the day of our baptism. We are the prophets of today. Like Ezekiel in his time, like St. Paul in his time, but today you are alive, not by chance. God has a purpose in your life. And that is why you and I, faced with this, what can we do? And the message that St. Paul received that we sang in our opening song today. My grace is enough for you. My grace is enough for you. We cannot do this alone. Jesus, who has conquered this, he wants you to be part of this. You were born for this. St. Joan of Arc, a young girl, when she was faced with the challenge of the world and the church at her time, she courageously said, I was born for this. I am not afraid because God is with me. When God is with us, we should never be afraid. Not to be afraid. We are all called, like Lucy, to be the prophets of today. At the closing of our conference, Archbishop Sample from Oregon gave a farewell talk to us. 
And I'd like to share with you what he shared with us. He says, when we are faced with all what is happening in the church, in the world today, there are three options. We can either capitulate to the culture, go along to get along, or secondly, we can adopt a bunker mentality, and we know that there are many in the church that are doing this right now, just hunkering down, just the way they want them. Let the rest of the world go where it's gonna go, but we are gonna be safe and secure right here. Or thirdly, is to engage. To engage. To engage the world as it is with the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. To believe that the gospel will change the world. That Jesus Christ will change the world. But he needs you and me in this time, in this era, during the dash. We are still living our dash. And that is right here, right now. My brothers and sisters, you are part of a new age for the church. You are here because the Holy Spirit brought you here. You are part of something much bigger that God is doing in the church today, and especially here in the United States. You are part of something new, something incredible. Trust that and believe that. As we celebrate July 4th, let us pray for our country. Let us pray for our nation. Let us pray for our church. Let us pray for our world. That we, faithful disciples of Jesus, will stand up and engage in this work of changing our world to be redeemed, to be saved, and to experience the life that God promised us. So today, God is calling you. Who am I to send? I hope that our response today will be the song that we'll be singing later in our mass today. Here I am, Lord. Send me. God bless you.